Good morning, everybody. How's it going? This is Through My Ears, a weekly music podcast brought to you by Dazzle Ships Records. We're coming at you from Dazzle Ships Studios in beautiful Northeast Portland. Today, we have a very special episode. It's been a while for one of these, but I wanted to wait till we had a SoundCloud Pro so we could upload more episodes. But also, I was waiting to have this guest on. Today, we are going to be interviewing an amazing electronic composer and musician out of Germany who goes by the name Schneider TM. Very excited for that. Uh, We are also reissuing his classic 2002 album, Zoomer, on cassettes in April. For now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the sounds of the Octopus Project with their song, I Saw the Bright Shinies. Hailing from Texas, chock full of theremin once again. That was the Octopus Project with their song, I Saw the Bright Shinies, off of their 2007 album, Hello Avalanche. They actually just reissued that album on vinyl, which I need to pick up a copy of. It looks beautiful. So yeah, I suggest checking them out. The first time I ever saw Octopus Project, I want to say was 2003. It may be a house show in Houston, Texas. Very cool stuff. 
Other than that, we have a bunch of stuff coming up for Dazzle Ships. As I mentioned, we're going to be reissuing the Schneider TM album Zoomer. Very excited about that. We're giving it the works. Uh, it's one of my favorite albums of all time, so I feel super honored to be able to work with him and have an interview. I'm very excited about that too. Other than that, we are re we are putting out an album actually tomorrow. You might be listening to this the day it's coming out, which is Dan Silver's Inevitable EP. It's his first release. Going to be playing a show at No Fun tomorrow night. Really excited about that. If you guys are in Portland, come on by No Fun. It's in Southeast Portland. I believe it's on Hawthorne, actually. So please come out, support him, check out those cassettes. The album sounds amazing. And also, we are working with a band that I've been friends with for years now. They are Portland's own The Toads. We're going to be putting out not really like a best of, but kind of just a cassette with everything they've ever released. So you can kind of just have everything on one cassette. It's really cool. We've got Army Green cassettes. They're going to be coming out very soon. So take a look at what they are up to and also be on the lookout for those cassettes. Let's get into another track now. This is Beth Orton with her song. Song, stars all seem to weep.
Do you guys hear this? Do you hear that purring? Apparently my cat really liked that song. <laughs> Once again, that was Beth Orton with her song, Stars All Seem to Weep off of her 1999 album, Central Reservation. That was actually produced by Ben Watt from Everything But The Girl, who is one of my favorite musicians, favorite producers, favorite bands. Absolutely love Everything But The Girl. Check them out. I started with Walking Wounded. My mom was a huge fan of that album back in the 90s, and I remember listening to it with her. Since then, I've just gone on to be a huge fan and listen to all their stuff. Amplified Heart is a great album. Haven't really gotten into their last album they put out, but I want to check it out. Everything About The Girl is one of those like really rare, expensive vinyls that I really want to be spinning Fridays, but just haven't been able to cough up that 100 bucks for a copy yet. But uh, we're going to start getting ready for this interview. He's going to be coming on very soon. I want to start with playing one of his songs off of Zoomer. Zoomer was this album that I kind of discovered in high school. And uh, right, yeah, right around the time I started making music too. So Snyder Tam really sort of influenced what I was doing musically at the time. And even to this day, I'm really inspired and influenced by what he does. So we're going to dive right in. I'm going to play this song called Reality Check. It actually starts off the album. I feel like it's a great introduction to his music. So without further ado, this is Reality Check by Schneider TM.
thank you so much for uh, sitting down and having a chat with me. Yeah, sure. It's a uh, really, yeah. really exciting. I've been a, I've been a huge fan of your music for a long time now. So I'm really honored to uh, sit down and chat. And also, I'm really honored to be putting your album out on cassette very soon. Uh, I'm, it's my honor. It's great. That's I'm amazing. Really Thanks a lot, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I was talking earlier on the podcast about how I first heard uh, Zoomer back, I want to say in 2003, 2004, when I was in high school. And it really shaped uh, kind of what I was doing musically, and it really influenced me. Uh, what were you, what, like, what, was, what was going on when you were making that album? What was kind of the idea behind it? Um, oh, ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a heavy question. Ideas are overrated, I think. Yeah. It just, uh, yeah, it just kind of came uh, naturally and um, it was uh, a kind of uh, moment that I did um, a lot of instrumental music previously, mm -hmm. the years before, after dropping out of my former bands in the 90s. And uh, I didn't really write, write songs for a couple of years and uh, did more like abstract experimental stuff. And um, when I started uh, recording Zuma, it, I kind of the urge came back to write songs and maybe to combine like songwriting um, in a minimal way, a little bit like how I did it before in the 90s, but uh, in a more abstract way uh, to combine it with uh, like minimal electronic music or something like that. Very cool. I mean, it's, it's not all uh, songs on that album, so it's, you, can, you can hear that it's kind of a, um, yeah, it's a, it's a sort of, it was a sort of transition uh, period uh, again, but I guess I'm always in a transition period, so. Yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, something that really strikes me about that album is you really, you did such a good job of, of combining these amazing lyrics with the electronic music, or the electronic music. I feel a lot of times, especially these days, um, that's kind of lost, like you don't really get both at the same time and and what you did there was a great combination even when you had the vocoders and everything involved you could hear perfectly what you were trying to say and kind of the messages you were trying to get out so i, I think it was a perfect combination and during that time period even now zoomer sounds so futuristic to me i mean it's it's really a timeless album which i'm super Thank you. oh yeah. for sure it's 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 every time i play for people and there's new fans i'm telling people uh here in portland that we're going to be reissuing on cassette so there's all these new fans that are coming out that that are trying to get everything you've ever released so it's it's awesome to be uh to be putting this out i'm really excited something else that was really interesting is the album you did after zoomer um can can we talk about that one a little bit too Sure. Yeah, that's sure. how did you mean? how do you pronounce the name of that album? I'm just I want to ask. It's called uh, Skodam Luvit. And I looked that up once, and it has a very particular meaning, right? Yeah. It is uh, something my uh, grandmother, who was uh, who still lives actually, she's half Czech. Uh, she grew up in the now Czech Republic, and then they had to escape in the Second World War, and she grew up like. Uh, 
speaking Czech and German, both languages, and uh, it's it's a saying she always says uh, when something is really annoying, like when, and it's, it means basically uh, it's um, it's it's not worth to have to. Oh, it's a pity to have to talk about or something like that. <laughs> uh, that it's uh, it's not worth to talk. It's not worth talking about. Uh, yeah. But it's very humoristic and very Czech. Uh, uh, so uh, it, it's really hard to uh, translate. Yeah, right. Into English or German. Sure, sure. It's that that album's great too. It seems kind of like a bit of a continuation from Zoomer. It's definitely like I actually recently picked up uh, both of those albums on vinyl, which. I actually didn't even know they were put on vinyl till about a year and a half ago. So I've been spinning them out on uh, I, I DJ on Friday. So we've been playing them out. It's super, super fun to, to be playing mm -hmm. that stuff. Um, so you were saying you mentioned music that you were doing in the 90s. I don't know if any of my listeners are familiar with that stuff. So maybe if you want to talk about kind of your history with music and, and where you kind of came from with it. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, basically in the in the eighties, I was a drummer in uh, a couple of uh, rock bands or wave, new wave bands, and uh, uh, they were not very good. So I decided uh, playing guitar and writing songs uh, by myself, and and started a band in the late eighties called Hip Young Things. Okay. And uh, that was the first uh, proper band I had uh, that we did uh, records with. And um, we had a, had a deal with Glitterhouse Records, who uh, did the sub-pop European department. Oh, cool. And we were touring a lot with American bands like, I don't know, many many bands like The Walkabouts and... and um, uh, Gumball and uh, we played with Mo Tucker even or actually that was my other band uh, and we played um, yeah like that was that band existed till 97 mm. did like uh, four albums wow I can, I can send you a, a link if you're interested later so yeah maybe that, that would be great and, then I had another band uh, in the 90s, uh, which was uh, rather like a duo project. Uh, it's called Locust Fudge, and uh, it was um, a guy called Christopher Uhe and me. And we uh, toured also a lot with, with a live band, with like four or five people. Did two albums on Glitter House Records. And uh, actually, this band is active again. And uh, now we're going to release a new album um, on a label from Berlin, Play Loud, in, in April. Yeah, uh, that, that's called Locust Fudge. So it's basically um, th those two bands or projects were uh, they're more like, like noisy indie rock, mm -hmm. but a little bit more experimental than then like uh, uh, usual indie rock and maybe a little bit more noisy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we like bands like from, from, from Amphetamine Reptile and that label. And uh, of course, it's like uh, influenced by, by uh, Velvet Underground and, and Neil Young and Crazy Horse and wow. Sonic Youth and stuff like that. That's amazing. So that, that's my roots in a way. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to have to, uh, in the podcast, I'm going to have to link to all this stuff because you have a huge, you know, library of stuff you've done and all of it's amazing. So I want everyone to be able to check it all out. And definitely I want to link to that new Locust Fudge stuff coming out in April. That sounds yeah. awesome. 
Um, I mean, I can send you a link because there's a, a web website or label that I do with a friend was actually was Captain Michigan. That oh I yeah, did, I did the Smith cover version. Yeah, definitely. Um, we do a online label platform kind of thing called Mirror World Music, and uh, you find uh, with a Bandcamp shop, and you find uh, most of the old albums there, and they're basically also for streaming there. And That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, well, I'm definitely going to link to that. Something that I wanted to chat about with the Zoomer album, going back to it, is you did some, I mean, the, the music videos that you did with Zoomer were incredible. The one for Reality Check I love. And then I think mm -hmm. that a big favorite for a lot of people is the video for Frog Toys, which is just an absolutely beautiful uh, animation. How did you get involved with that artist? And what was the creation process like for that music video? That was uh, done by Katsuki Tanaka, Japanese manga uh, artist. And uh, he was a, a friend of my then girlfriend. Uh, she was also from Japan, and um, uh, um, I was. Uh, it was it was kind of weird because um, I had this. I mean, this this the lyrics of Frog Toys uh, are about um, a frog and a um, turtle and a human and a strange operation. I had a dream of and. Um, so I wrote these lyrics and immediately sang them the same morning I woke up. I had a dream Cut a frog in half And a turtle too Wow. I, I did that song like in, in like, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes after waking up. Wow. And um, <clears throat> and then later I found out uh, this character is a kappa, which is a um, mythological, um, like a fairy tale figure from northern Japan. Uh, it's 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 actually a mix of frog, human, and turtle. Mm. And uh, I um, I was kind of surprised uh, because I didn't know this creature and then I was researching uh, in the internet and there's a lot of crazy stories about the kappa and uh, I told my then back then girlfriend about it and she she was like yeah and um, she knows this um, uh, manga artist from uh, Tokyo who is also really into kappa and uh, um, he might be he, he might be up for doing a video for that song, you know, and that, that's how it came along. It was, uh, it's like uh, in many cases in my life and in my music, it's kind of chance and connected to um, like subconscious uh, things and suddenly they get real and, you know, it's kind of kind of magic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're based in Germany. You are, are you more specifically Berlin? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I have a lot of friends who uh, go there and, and do a lot of music stuff. It's known for being a pretty big electronic music town, right? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's many things. It's not not only electronic music. It's, right. Uh, I mean, it, you know, Berlin in the 90s was uh, uh, home of, I mean, it, I think techno and uh, minimal uh, uh, clubby stuff was happening here, still is happening here anyway. And, yeah. uh, 
but there's also many other things uh, happening. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say Berlin stands for a specific uh, genre or uh, style, but there's a lot of ele- electronic music. Yeah, it's a lot of experimental electronic music happening here. Yes, wow. sure. That's cool. Yeah, it seems just like a lot of creativity flowing through the city. I'd love to go at some point. I, yeah, I know I have a lot of friends who go and, and play music there and DJ there. So it seems like a great place. How long have you lived there? For a, quite a while? Yeah, t- uh, 20 years. Oh, wow. Almost. So so yeah. it's, it, it feels like home to you then? Yeah, I mean, I never lived uh, anywhere so long. Yeah. Like, uh, so, uh, yeah, it's totally home. Amazing. Yes. Well, I hope to come sometime. Anything can feel like home. Berlin would feel like home. That's that's the spot. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Well, I hope to come at some point. Um, it's been really amazing to talk to you, Dirk. It's been amazing to hear the stories that you have to tell about the albums and the music videos. Um, I'm going to play some more of your music on the show and kind of let them know more about uh, the release and when when the cassettes are going to be out and I'm going to link to all your social media and projects. When you sent me the first links to your label and stuff, there <laughs> was uh, I have a really foggy memory now, but uh, there was a um, there was a, a garage somewhere with motorcycles and someone claimed to have uh, Lou Reed's old motorcycle. Yes, there. that is right. Yeah, that's a um, a band I was producing and working with called the Yetis. And that was a uh, really cool experience. They were, yeah. it, it was when I was living in New York City and I saw these kids come into this coffee shop and they put a flyer up and they seemed so excited to put this flyer up. And I was like, I haven't seen that sort of, excitement for for music in a long time these kids just wanting to share their music so i uh curiosity got the best of me and i reached out to them um just to see what they were all about and i ended up driving about two and a half three hours outside of new york city to this small town called allentown in pennsylvania and Mm -hmm. i brought this uh tascam 388 this huge heavy uh reel-to-reel eight track recorder and just I just got there with my girlfriend and my dog, and it was like the middle of winter, super cold. Mm. And there was just motorcycles and cars everywhere. And yeah, one of the motorcycles there was Lou Reed's, which was oh. really interesting. Which one? Because I just read his uh, biography uh, written by Anthony D. Curtis. Uh-huh. Have, you, have you read it? I haven't read that one yet, no. Really good book just came out a couple oh, cool. of months ago. Yeah, I'm going to have to... Probably the the only Lou Reed biography worth reading. Oh, good to know. Uh, Yeah, I don't remember. I I think it might be in the video, but I'm going to let me ask the guy who lived there and see which one was his because I could probably figure out which one it was. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a really cool experience. That band was uh, really fun to work with. I had never really heard any of their stuff other than just a few demos online just showed up mm-hmm. and they were like ready to go uh we recorded probably four songs that uh, afternoon in their garage they had like a gas powered heater up there and i was like didn't know if the place was going to burn down but we we got some amazing recordings that day that was really cool mm-hmm. yeah sure. but uh, yeah a nice place. Uh, yeah it was cool i i'll hit him up and see um which one of those bikes i think it might be one of the ones in the videos but i'll uh i'll link you again to that so you can check it out <laughs> cool yeah it was All cool right. and yeah, and uh, okay, Dirk, it was great talking to you, and uh, we'll be in touch soon about cassettes and, and what the future holds. Fantastic. All right. Thanks. Take... Really nice talking to you as yeah. well, and 
I will send you some uh, links. Okay, great. Um, to uh, my old music, if you're interested in oh, the Android stuff. Definitely, I would. I would love to hear. Robots, noise stuff. Very cool. Well, that sounds amazing. I look forward to that, and I'll talk to you soon. Evening or afternoon? Right? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a. Uh, yeah, it's about noon here. So I'll have a good afternoon, and you have a good evening. Yeah. All right. Great. Take care. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Adios. Bye. Bye.
Alright guys, we are back from the interview with Dirk Dresselhaus, aka Schneider TM. Super cool to talk to him, kind of get into his head with where his music comes from, where his videos came from, just get a, you know, overall impression of who he is and where he's from. I really enjoyed chatting with him. I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation. I'm going to leave you with one more track. This is the closing song from the album Zoomer, which is going to be reissued on cassette via Dazzle Sips Records in April. This song is called Cuba TM. Enjoy, and I will see you next week. It's about